Yo, what is up, guys, and welcome back to the Coast to Coast MMA podcast. I'm one happy you guys as host Johnny Velasquez. Welcome back. What's up, guys? Frankie here again. What's up? What's up, man? How are you? What's up, dog? Just chilling, just chilling. Let's get fucking down to business with UFC fucking Vegas number eight. Honestly, like, no bullshit aside, this was honestly one of my favorite cards of the year. For me, it was, like, the most fun, most entertaining. I saw this shit from beginning to end, but you had a little complication, so we're just going to talk about the main card, and we can start with that. <laughs> I mean, fucking Lamas and Bill Algio for, I think this is, they said it was his first fight in the UFC to get fucking Ricardo Lamas as your first fight. That in itself is, like, holy shit. And he actually stood a good chance. I had a feeling just in my gut that same morning I texted you. I mean, I was like, I have a feeling that Lama's going to get KO'd. And he almost kind of did in the first round, but he found his way to – he found his versatility. He showed his age – not his age in a bad way, but he showed his – I can't find the word. I'll remember it eventually, but – can't fucking remember. But he used his experience there. He used his experience to get the W in this one, so. Yeah, for sure, man. I agree. Um he looked good. Um, Ricardo looked like the vet that he is. Uh, Belgio, he's he's a good fighter. Uh, he fought Lonnie uh on the Contender Series, who I still thought should have been in the UFC. That's one flop that they made. Uh, I think he tweeted out thinking like he could have put up a better fight against Ricardo. But, I mean, Ricardo was going to do his thing regardless. Um, he Like you said, he did look like he was going to get rocks in the first round, but he battled back. Um the, th- uh, the thing I hated is that in his post-fight interview, he said that it might have been his last fight. He doesn't know yet. I don't think he's retired yet. I mean, there's still so much that he's still got a lot to give in this sport. So hopefully he's he can change his mind. He's still thinking more, but I wouldn't be mad if he says, "All right, I'm gonna run up to the sunset after this." So, I mean, oh yeah, you can never, you can never be mad if a fighter wants to retire, man. It's their choice. Especially Lama, fucking wars. I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna forget him against Max? Who was just like, let's throw down right here, last ten seconds, just fucking bang, bang, bang. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Uh, so I mean, if he retires, good for him. Like I said, right off to the sunset with the W. But if he doesn't, th- there's definitely talent out there that he could face, and. I definitely would like to see the Ryan Hall matchup because that's the fight that was supposed to happen. Um, hopefully, he definitely does that fight. But if he wants to retire, let him do it. It doesn't matter, honestly. I mean, even if Lamas wants to go out on a on a bang fight or like on a sunset fight to make his career, show us his whole career, I think they could easily give him either Barboza or Alto at 45 too. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now let's talk about my wife, Alexa Grosso. I mean, she looked fucking, she looked amazing at 125 without having to do that big old weight cut on her. I mean, she looked fantastic. I know she would be good without the weight cut, but I don't know if I thought she was going to be as explosive and as calculated as she was that night against fucking Ji Young Kim, who's a savage in herself. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kim was thrown down too. Like, it takes two to tango for sure. But yeah, Alexa looks great. Uh, if there's, the, we're lucky that we got a flyweight division for the women's now because we're definitely seeing girls who definitely need to be there. Um, and it's showing with Grasso, her chin held up. She looked great. Uh, she just kept pushing forward. Um, so I'm excited what's next for her. But like I said, like, this division's going to open up sooner or later. I mean, obviously we have Valentino who just dominates, but Andraz is going to 125 against uh, Caleb Jukagian soon. So I'm excited. But yeah, man, Alexa looked good. Um she's she's such a nice person, man. You wouldn't think she would freaking strike like that, like she does, man. But she bites down on her mouthpiece and like her main game too, like her, her main game is on the ground too. So it's kinda of yeah. 
Exactly. Like, yeah, she like you said, like you don't expect you didn't expect that from both of them, but hey, they brought it. Man. Um I can't wait. Honestly, I'm excited to see what Kim does too next because she definitely showed that she's worthy of fighting anybody in that division as well. She's got power too, so oh, those fucking just Asians in the UFC, like you don't think they're gonna do much, but they're all super calculated and like they can talk they're all about precision. That's that's the oh, yeah. And then, who would have fucking thought when Neil Magny was in the Ultimate Fighter that he would be too? He is basically most most likely going to be the most winning as UFC welterweight of all time, which I don't think anybody ever thought would happen to Neil Magny. I mean, we all knew he was good, but we never knew he was. We never thought he'd be a top guy. But he's just out here doing the damn thing. Yeah, man. Um, dude, I mean, I guess I don't know Neil Magny. Is uh, like that's that's funny for sure about him being closer to like GSP than anybody in the wins, right? But only two wins away, and he comes <laughs> essentially the goat, kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean right. wins most wins, not really the goat, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, come on, man. Um, what I need to understand is why anybody clinches with this man. I don't know why Lobby Lala even try to clinch with him, but. I mean, yeah, man, he, he definitely keeps coming up. He, he wins these fights, Magni. He makes a name for himself. Hopefully, he can get past that bigger contender, that bigger name. For sure. Um, but, dude, this man, Robbie Lawler, man. Like, what do we do with this man, bro? What does the UFC do with him? Grace is all you can call it. Who knows what the fuck Woodley did to him, but, like, that KO, I don't know what it did. I don't know if it's, me- if it's all mental or what, but ever since he – Got that elegance, Woodley. I mean, he really hasn't been the same. Like he talks the big game, and not big game, but like he just talks like he's always been Robbie Lawler. But once he steps in the cage, like it's not the same Robbie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think after that knockout, I think that was the first time he was knocked down like twelve years. I'm not hundred percent on that. But after he got knocked out, like he, like you said, he's still the same Robbie. He's interviewed this laid back guy, chill as hell, don't give a fuck really, but. He's so gun-shy now. He's not the same fighter anymore. He doesn't throw. He, he wants to be in the clinch. He wants to, like, just try to do just dirty boxing. But Smith has the power. It's always been there. It's that fight, and I think a, uh, I think a lot of a – lot, a lot of left his body when he fought Conor, bro. That fight was a war. Plus the wars with Rory. I mean, he's had wars in the past, but, I mean, I don't know. I guess that knockout, I guess, like, not to be sold. That's kind of stupid to say, but – it definitely, it definitely did something. It did something in for sure. And then after that, having to take that really weird loss against uh, Ben, and then after that, just getting manhandled by uh, Colby. I mean, I would imagine it would do something to you immensely. But at the same time, it's like we, like we all know, like how much of a killer and a badass Robbie Lawler is in the cage. So, yeah, man, I agree. Uh, like, I mean, he be he be cowboy not too long ago. So let's not forget that. Like, he actually gets a win, you know. But, yeah, like, it could be the matchups that he's getting. I mean, he's getting against these crazy wrestlers or high-paced volume guys. Um, but, like I said, like, we um, we got Carlos Condit and Corn McGee coming up. For sure. If God forbid, loses, that's the fight to make. Let them fight. Doesn't matter where you put them. They're two big names. People are going to watch. Winner 
lose or whatever, they're both going to retire. So that will be a perfect end of their career fight. For sure. And if they just want to give Robbie fights just to make fights, because they know the, the name Robbie Lawler will just draw on people. Cause no, even though he's been on this losing streak, you still never know Robbie's going to pull out of the bag. Like, you know how much of a killer he is and how fun he is to watch. So even if they really just want to throw him fights to give him fights, I can easily see them giving him Anthony Pettis. I mean, that's going to sell both loads. Oh, even if you put that as a co-main event on a pay-per-view, I mean, that's still going to bring out names. Even if, like, I, I agree. Um, I think I think Pettis versus Lawless. You know Pettis is just fighting for his legacy now. He just wants the names and stuff. So I like that fight as well. Um, I think the UFC would be hesitant to throw it on a pay-per-view co-main just because the UFC is the UFC. I mean, it's like a pretty shit card. I mean. Yeah, for sure. If it's like a... Dude, honestly, I don't even think they would put that under it's like, like a card. card. I mean, they... yeah, like that, like that type of pay per view for sure. But um, yeah, like ah, uh, dude, I don't know. I like that fight though. Hopefully, the like, Pettis. I mean, Pettis, like I said, Pettis wants to just fight for his legacy. So, I mean, at this stage, I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, think he's gonna get a belt at one forty five, one fifty five, or one seventy anywhere, anytime. Ever. I don't even think he's chasing the belt anymore. To be real with you, I think he's just fighting to earn a paycheck and just leave his name. More itched in stone. He's already a Hall of Famer, so I mean, for sure. Oh, it's great though, man. But freaking, all right. So this main event was—I don't know if you want to say boring. I mean, for the casuals, it would be boring. For me, it wasn't. I don't know if "boring"s the right word. I would just say it was just lacking. Because I mean, Anthony Smith is good on the ground. He's not like. The, one of the greatest or even like super good like he's good on the ground but the weird thing is like Rackage isn't even like a ground guy he's pure knockout artist and we he only took him to the ground because Anthony Smith was in the clinch and he would just find his way to the ground but the crazy thing is like Smith like didn't even try I know I know Rackage worked his calf pretty well but like Smith didn't even try to get up he was literally just there just holding him the whole time just like it kind of didn't seem like I don't know if he just didn't have if that affected him like really bad to the point where he didn't really want to do much and just hold out or something mentally happened right before the fight because like he just looked like they didn't even want to be in there he was kind of just there honestly yeah yeah i mean i agree uh i think he didn't come in as good a shape as he said he was coming in and said this was like the best camp he's coming um i don't think that's the, sure, that sure. the case. everybody's gonna say that I mean. for sure for sure he even said like oh that's the cliche but i truly believe this is the best one but no um but rackage um he he was talking about how, like, oh, everybody thinks I'm this big striker, this guy, and you all are going to see. I mean, he proved it, man. He, I mean, those leg kicks definitely did damage. For sure. But, like, Anthony just – he looks like when he got taken down, he couldn't get up. Like, he was getting manhandled. Mm-hmm. And I just I just feel like – I feel like I it's mean, kind I, of the same boat as Robbie Lawler's in because, like, he was a killer. Like, I mean, he fought Jones. He didn't look too bad against Jones. Like, he was, he was never going to beat him, but he didn't look bad. He looked pretty decent. But then after that, he fights Glover, and he just gets destroyed by Glover. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, because that was only two months ago. So, well, okay, he so was a little bit gun shy. Maybe he wanted to prove that he could be on the ground with some people. But I don't know, honestly. Like, okay, I like Anthony Smith. I think he's honestly one of the best speakers, like as oh, a fighter. Like he's going to be one of the best analysts when he retires. But to be honest with you, he came off of what he he won three in a row against Rashad Evans. Uh, Shogun Hua and Vulcan Uzdemir, right? And the Vulcan Uzdemir 
that's that was a good win. But the other two were has beens, bro. Just saying as it is. I mean, I'm not trying to be. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been fighting at that point. For sure. But what I'm saying is, it's like, is Anthony Smith as good as we think he is, or did he just beat those guys that he needed to beat? Because these guys are exposing him now. Like old man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do. I do agree that. Oh, Anthony Smith is beating Glover Teixeira eight out of ten times if he doesn't just go crazy in the first two rounds and just throws this crazy amount of punches. But it happened, you know? Um, and now Glover Teixeira is probably a, a win away from winning – or uh, not winning, but fighting for a title again. But, um, nah, man, like, I, I, I liked with it. I, I, I think this main event was uneventful. I wouldn't say it was boring. That's the um, word, uneventful. There you go. Uh. Rackage did what he needed to do. I I didn't like that he celebrated like a like he won the title. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. I was like, bro, as soon as I saw that, I was like, it's I was like, it's either that's gonna be super funny or Dana's gonna give him a bunch of shit for that. Yeah. Oh, who was it? It was Ray Longo. He was talking about like if that was a contender series main event and he did that, he wouldn't have got a he contract. Have got a contract yeah. Rackage, he wouldn't have got a contract. Like just because of that performance, I agree. But he's not fighting for that. He's he's fighting to get a secure spot for a title shot. And he's he's just trying to the ladder right now in his point of his career. So yeah, man, I agree. Um, I think the fight to make is him versus Yuri Baraska. Oh, I think well, that fight's well, a banger. A million percent. He's talking about number one contender. He's talking about getting a championship. I was like, that's not going to get you anywhere. No, like, I think I think Rackage. Make sure they move both of them down in the rings after that kind of fight. But I feel like after that, the only fight next for him is to feed him Jury. Yeah. If he wants to stand with Jury, I mean, I think he has a really good chance of getting knocked the fuck out. Because I mean, <laughs> Jury just doesn't give a fuck. Like, oh my god, that's gonna be a fun fight. Just yeah, man. I hopefully really that one you can just do in like fucking Serbia or just somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, man. Uh... I mean, I think that fight will happen. I wish it will happen in November because I think that's when they're going. I think they're going in October, late October for uh, Fight Island again. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah, because Dana said that they're taking a break on Contender Series, I think, after week seven or eight. I think this was week seven, so I guess week eight, eight or nine because of Fight Island. For but sure. I, I hope they can get the jury for Rackage fight on Fight Island. That would be dope as hell. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see, man, because... Like I said, you got you got Santos Teixeira coming up. You got the title fight in a couple coming weeks. Coming top of the belt. I mean, yeah, they're kind of looking at maybe has Rocket has a fight Ozdemir, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe he can make that fight if he doesn't want to fight Jerry. That he would be the next guy up, unless he wants to wait for the loser of either Don and John or Thiago Santos and Glover. Because he's not going to fight the winner of either of those fights. He's going. He would have to fight one of the losers of those. Or wait, did, did you say did um, Uzdemir fight Rakic? Yeah. Yeah, they fought, and Uzdemir won a split decision, but it was BS. I, I mean, I thought Rakic won. Um, it was on the Korean Zombie card and Frankie Edgar card. Uh, uh, I thought they won. I thought I thought Rakic won, but honestly, he kind of gassed out and he had this huge hematoma on his leg from leg kicks. Oh, um, so like I see like how it kind of swayed, but I don't know. I think that was a robbery. But yeah. yeah, they fought. I think they. I mean, they gotta always run it back. But I mean, exactly. it would have to. But probably later down the line. I think the light heavyweight division is kind of weird now without John Jones. It's gonna be one hell of a ride without him. To be honest with you, wait for Rumble to come back. I mean, 
he said he wants to come back at 205. So, I mean, if Rockage yeah. wants to wait that long, we can easily see Rockage against, I mean, Rockage against fucking, uh, what the fuck did they just say? Can't really fucking, fucking mind for it. <laughs> Rumble Johnson, there you fucking go. I was like, what yeah, the yeah, Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Oh. I think they're going to easily give him a top five guy, unless they want to just remind, remind people who he is and give him somebody just in the top 15. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see when he comes back, when he wants to come back. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he's, I'm sure he's you know, making his way back or lose the weight, all that. So, we'll definitely have to see. Um, I mean, like I said, where Anthony Smith goes from here, too, because like, I've been reading some rumors saying that he maybe want to drop down to 185. I mean, he could, but I don't know how that that weight could would do on him. I mean, he's a big boy. I mean, he's six four, so he's a yeah. Big boy. I mean, he's before he said it was like the worst weight cut of his life. He hates it. I don't think he should do it. I think he should just really just try to find a different game plan. It's obviously because the game plan right now is not working. He just did two or five. Just pick the right fights. I mean, he's what thirty three and sixteen now. He's been around forever. I mean, just do your thing, man. But just take some time off for God's sakes. Oh. Don't need to fight right now. Just take take the rest of the year off. Spend some time with your family. Fresh 2021. I was still surprised that he took this fight. Only two months. He wanted a fight on Fight Island in the beginning, bro. That's the thing. You oh, wanted a fight on Fight Island. I'm just like, dude, you're nuts. Honestly, I was like, after that performance against Bover, I can understand why you want to get back in there. But at the same time, it's like, ooh, if it happens again, then I don't know. Yeah, great. Yeah, man. It was a good fight overall. I mean, it was a good fight. I met a fight overall, but um. I don't know. Uh, I wish I saw most of them, but I had prior engagement, so it is what it is. Sure. But um, on to a weekend, this party keeps on rolling, man. More fights this week. Um, we got Alice Overing versus Augusto Sakai. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? This is just another main event card with people on the roster, so that's honestly what this is. This is just another filler card, so have their obligation. Yeah. ESPN can pay them their money, so I mean, business. <laughs> Business is business, though. I mean, shit. I agree, man. I agree. I mean, it definitely is just another main event card. Um, I, I mean, as much as I like Augusta Sakai, like he's won six in a row. I mean, that last fight against Ikonov uh, uh, was uneventful. Another uneventful fight. Um, the blatant crazy grab fence when he grabbed the fence. It was insane. He should have lost the fight, to be honest. I thought. Same thing, to be honest. Um, but then we got this man, Alice Overeem, who's almost 70 professional career fights. Doesn't seem to just want to retire. This man keeps always has a run in him. Um, if he wins this, it'll be two in a row. I mean, he beat Walt Harris and Jacksonville. Um, I mean, it's hard to go against Reem, man. Like, I, I mean, this guy is just so experienced, well-rounded, knows what to do. He's honestly one of just the goats of MMA in general for heavyweight. So, I mean, for sure. I mean, I'll be, I'll be super, super surprised if Sakai actually pulls his upset off, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised because I've seen, like, with Overeem, you kind of, there's always a chance that he'll just lose. I mean, that's just how I feel about him ever since he, was, he wasn't able to be Uberim anymore. So, post Usada, <laughs> it's always 50 50 with me. But yeah, I can see Overeem. Going in with his normal strategic strategy now and just working his way around. So, For taking, sure. taking his time, looking at the views, tap, 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 run, tap, 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 run, looking for that final knockout blow. So, oh, yeah. 
I agree. I thought I'm sure he's gonna look for the clinch as well. Um, but yeah, man, like the, like you said, this is definitely a filler card. I mean, I I like the I mean Ovin St. Pru versus Alonzo Menfield. I like the fight. I mean, it's not the greatest co-main event. Um, I still think Ovin St. Pru should have just stayed at heavyweight. Um, I don't know what else is left to prove at 205 for him. For sure. um, I like Alonzo Menfield. I mean. Young guy. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's hard to pick. I mean, I picked. Oh, I mean, I picked Menfield just because I, I'm always going for the like the younger guy. I love OSP. OSP's always got the bomb. Like even though OSP takes him to the ground, I mean, I think it's kind of game over. So exactly, exactly. Um, and we can't. We don't want no bomb flu chokes. I mean, he's coming off. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I mean, they should just honestly just rename that the OSP choke. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They call, they tried to call uh, Jimmy Flick last night. Was saying it's the uh, the Von Flick choke because I guess he's done it a couple times as well. But um, yeah, uh, Menfield's coming off his first loss against Devin Clark at two fifty, um, and I get uh, I believe over uh, over the same Peru's coming off the loss at heavyweight against Ben Rothwell. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, man. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the other guy in midfield. Probably decision. Um, I don't see OSP mostly. I don't see him getting submitted. But dude, there's always a chance that this guy could just submit this guy standing up, man. You know what I'm saying? So this man OSP has got all the submissions out of nowhere. So we'll definitely see. It's gonna be a good fight. But yeah, those are honestly the two fights that I'm looking for. <laughs> Not really much. To get excited about, I mean, yeah, so I feel it, I feel it, but. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's a fight card. I mean, we got Michelle Pereira on it. I mean, and, I mean, Adam Ayov, I mean, he, that's that's a nice little little banger. Oh, 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 fucking, Michelle wants to come out to the cage. He wants to do his stupid fucking dances and get tired by the time he walks in the fucking cage, and then maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, if you're doing backflips and stuff, that's definitely not fun. Um, uh, I definitely hope they just fight, you know. Um, I mean, the Thiago Moises and Jalen Turner fight is kind of nice. This Moises guy was getting absolutely wrecked in the first round against Michael Johnson, and then he comes out wrecked, like in the first 30 seconds, and gets a heel hook and submits him. Damn. That was awesome. Um, but uh, like I said, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this, this fight card is like one of those cards, like you said, the filler card, but hey, man. It could be a banger of a fight card. It could be a knockout galore. Who knows? We've definitely seen it happen before, so. Oh, yeah. In spotlight, so. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so, we'll definitely see. I mean, I mean, the one thing is there's only nine fights, right? So, right. I mean, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> beautiful, man. So, For now, I mean, we've seen, we've seen shit go straight down the toilet in the last couple of fight cards on the last day, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm praying to God nothing happens these next couple of weeks with 252. And, and Bro, I'll be, I'll be laughing if either Overeem or Sakai has to pull out because then I don't know who's going to want to watch this card at all. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, it's crazy, but I mean, they've been getting more viewership than the NBA because of all this BS that's going on. Um, sure. Dude, it's stupid that it's gotten like that because of politics that they won't watch. But I mean... Oh, honestly, I mean... So stupid. I mean, I would talk about it, but I just don't want to get into it right now because then I'll get heated. 
No, no, no. I feel, I feel the same way. It's just, yeah, ratings are up for them. I mean, people are watching. That's basically what I'm getting at. So it doesn't matter what they're putting on as long as a product is there for them. They're definitely going to watch. So, I mean, good for the UFC. That makes them money. So it makes the fighters money. So that's definitely all that matters. For sure. All right. Yeah, talk about some breaking news, I guess. So how do you feel about the free agency of Brock fucking Lesnar? <laughs> um, I mean... We go through this, what, every couple of years, right? We go through this thing where Brock Lesnar is a free agent. We get Dana White. He's asked the question, are you interested? He's always interested. It's the dumbest question you can ask the promoter of one of the best fighting organizations in the world. Um, I think I think what's going to happen is he's going to go to Vegas. They're going to talk. Um, but ultimately, I think he's going to go back to WWE. But, bro, but the thing is – is me personally, I need him back in the UFC. I need to see him fight somebody in heavyweight. If it's John Jones, Stipe, Francis, I don't care. Whoever's a champion, but they need. If the, I know Dana White wants the John Jones versus Brock Lesnar fight. Well, I he, want the. He Brock both want to make it happen, but yeah, yeah. Before um, he was saying that he doesn't think John is worth the amount of money that John wants, but as soon as the name Brock Lesnar, I feel like he's going to offer them both life. Bro, that one so every time Dennis says that John's not worth this, John's not worth that, it's complete and utter BS. John's worth Deontay Wilder money. It's just facts. It's oh, just, he's the living goat. He is the goat. Bro, the, like, regardless. I mean, I can't see anybody overtaking the level of fucking Jones. I mean, even when I he agree. looks like shit, he's still able to beat everybody else. I agree. I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong. He's done a lot of wrong. It taints his legacy, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, man, he's still John Jones. Like an outside life, like specifically like being a fighter. I don't think anybody comes close to being at the same level as John. Person, oh, that's a completely different story. But like as just a fighter, I mean, it'll be like a once in a lifetime sure, to see somebody like Jones. Yeah. So. For sure, but people are always going to use performance to the steroids, bro. They're always going up like yeah. two and two together. So it sucks. But yeah, I definitely want to see uh, that fight. I want to see Brock and John, and I would like to see the winner fight the winner of Francis Stipe. Um, because Stipe's trying to do this whole, oh, well, I don't like that fight. That fight's not for me right now, talking for about Francis. And, dude, that's the fight. Like, I love you, Stipe. You're one of the best champions, if not the best champion ever in the heavyweight division. But, bro, this guy went on a two-year run, knocked dudes out, freaking to the next stratosphere um it's that's the fight john jones can bulk up or fight uh brock lesnar but that's the fight that's what those are the two fights I need definitely to see why steep is avoiding it i'm not gonna say he's scared i'm pretty sure he's not scared i'm pretty sure he just knows what like, he can go with the same strategy that he did against dc and just like being allowed to touch being able to allow for him to touch him because i with one touch just literally just one little tippy toe touch i feel like in france it's like you're going to sleep like we saw against biggie boys because so. rosen strike i mean all that's literally all Ngannou has to do and it could easily work again just fucking rock them sock them robots just straight line fucking and it could be over in 10 seconds we don't know i mean that could easily happen again but who knows i agree i agree yeah man uh like i said like john and heavyweight's interesting because like He'll be faster. He'll be longer. He will be the bigger guy. Like, I mean, bigger, like, like Francis. He's not going to be bigger than Francis is what I'm saying. Like, For sure. It's going to be 
longer. He's gonna be more athletic for sure. But um, but I feel like John isn't gonna take the Brock fight unless for two reasons: they don't pay him the amount of money that he wants, and I feel like he also has to say that like no matter what, he still gets a heavyweight title shot after. So if he loses to Brock, then I don't know what the fuck he does from there. See, the thing is, I think he'll take the fight because the money's going to be right. I think the money will be right for him. I think the money will be Like, if he loses against Brock from a guy that hasn't fought in, like, years, and they just say he gets knocked out by Brock just fucking crazily, I mean, then I don't know how they promote John from there. I mean, I see how they promote John and everything. Like, I, I can see him, honestly, just jumping right back in there. But at the same time, it's like, how would the UFC view him? after getting knocked out by Brock, the guy who's been out for years, like, honestly giving him the title shot, giving him a giant push like they wanted to against DC. I mean. I mean, I can see if John gets knocked out because he's tired, bro. He's really done enough for the sport. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think that will happen, though. I think, like, I'm saying, like, he could lose. I'm not saying that he couldn't. I just don't think he'll get knocked out. He's too, too good defensively. He's such a great defensive wizard. He can take a punch. But, yeah, I mean, there's always the possibility of him getting knocked out. And who knows? Shit, if he got knocked out, I don't think he'll, I think he'll either actually really retire or he'll take, like, a year off and then fight forever. Um, maybe even go back to 205. But, yeah, but, like, as long as but the Brock Lesnar man, Brock Lesnar should go to the UFC. Is he? I doubt it. I think he's going to go back to the WWE. That's his home. That's where he lives, you know. But uh, we'll definitely see. What do you think? You think he's going to stay in the WWE? I mean, they let him go for a reason, so. Because they could have easily redone his contract, but. Oh, yeah. And the, and the sure. WWE viewership is kind of going down and down and down every week. So, I mean. I don't know. We'll definitely have to see. I, I would like I would like for him to be back in the WWE. To be honest, I mean, he could easily just. Do whatever the fuck you want. He has enough money to live life happily. Oh, so. yeah. He, he can retire tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? He's straight, 100%. But, but we also see, because you know, then Brock would have to come back into the USADA testing program, and as soon as we get that announcement that he's back in, that's still another six months we have to wait. So. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen until the end of 2020. Or 2020, excuse me. It'll probably be like International Fight Week 2021 type thing. It'll be something along those type of lines. For sure. Um, we'll definitely have to see, but speaking of like the testing pool, DC told UFC last night that he's done. He wants out. He's done. And I'm glad. I'm glad he's done. He's a better, better commentator. He's not a better commentator, but he's got the commentating gig. He's going to be the UFC uh, video game guy. He's got the podcast with Ariel that's super, super successful. I listen to it all the time. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, good for him. He doesn't need to do anything else. He doesn't need to fight. where we go from here, too, because I've been. Over the last couple, over the last couple of years, I've been hearing some people say that they'll hopefully be wanting DC as to replace Dana once Dana's done. Who knows if he'll want to do that job for Dana? But, I mean, we'll see. I doubt that, but we'll <laughs> definitely see. And, and I mean, like I say that only because, like, I, I feel like they'll have some business guy take over. You know, man. Like, it's also like crazy. Find- like the day the days Dana's done, it's like who the fuck's gonna take over? Because like it's always been Dana. Dana's been the guy, the focal point, and like. Once he's gone, it's gonna feel extremely weird. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be like for me being a Patriot fan, seeing him finally put on a Buccaneers jersey. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, I feel like when Dana leaves, it'll be weird. Um, but I just feel like if they put a fighter 
there, they'll want a union, and Dana doesn't want a union. Why would Dana want a union? That just fucks him um, and the company. I mean, it's good for the fighters. The fighters need a union. They don't get paid like any, they get paid like shit. Tell it like it is. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm, like I'm said, I'm glad for TC. He's gonna be a great commentator. He's gonna be around all the time. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. But um, bro, I love how TMZ broke some news. But in reality, it was just Dana White telling TMZ what's what's going on. But two fifty six. December 12th is going to be Burns and Newsman. Yeah. And then they're working on Nate Diaz and Masvidal too. Not for the same date. Probably in January. This is probably going to be the first card of the new year. So. Yeah, which is, which is smart. They said that they're probably going to put the BMF title on the line again, which is so stupid. But they have to sell a pay-per-view either way. Sure. Um, I feel like Jorge is automatically going to be and it's just going to be trying to deal with Nate and see what, how much money he wants, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be a fun fight to watch again, but I, I kind of, I'm kind of just like, eh. I mean, I kind of already know what's gonna happen after watching the first fight. I mean, Nate really didn't have anything to offer against Jorge. I mean, I can't really see there be much different from the from that one to a second fight. I mean, mainly because fought anything since Jorge. So yeah, I think if if Nate can be a little bit more defensive and not get hit as much, which is always the easier said than done. And like in the first round and take a little bit less damage and let it go into the later rounds will be a definitely interesting fight because uh, well I don't remember the last time we seen uh Masvidal fight in the fifth round, you know what I'm saying? So I mean I mean obviously we did with uh Usman I'm saying before like before that I'm saying like you don't really go to the decisions, man. <laughs> um so you know, you know, Masvidal don't like going to decisions. He hated going to decision with, with Usman. But that's what happens when you fight on six days' notice to gas out. Well, we have to wait and see too, because like I saw a text a couple of days ago, or like a meme. I don't know if it was a real text between Masvidal and somebody from the UFC, but he says like, "Watch, I'm gonna have to step in for Woodley against, and I'll be fighting Colby." So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's ready to be a lineup, a backup for that fight. Who knows? I really hope the Colby fight goes down with Tyron. That would be shitty. But nah, man. I like this. I like this Burns matchup with Usman. I think it's on the same card as Amanda and uh, yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Um, that that fight right there. Uh, that's another thing that just proves that if Amanda wins, they're getting rid of that division. That she's beat everybody with the um. Those, what is her last name? Dos Santos, the girl that Felicia Spencer beat to get the title shot. Yeah. Yeah, the other 145-er that, that makes up the five that we have in the UFC. Um, yeah, that division. It's not even a division, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean, that's going to be a – I think this Burns fight is going to be a more – way more interesting fight than the I feel like that one's going to go to decision as well, but I feel like it's going to be a, a lot more action from both sides. I think it's dangerous for Usman, man. I think it's a dangerous fight. I think, I, I think it's, I think it's like, I'm not saying like he fights like Masvidal, but it's going to be what Masvidal was like if he had the training camp that he needed. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to come at him like that. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm excited. There's, there's, there's some, there's, dude, that, that fight card alone is, is going to be awesome. Like I can't wait for that one. 100%. But, 
Dude, did you see that Dana? He kind of confirmed it. He kind of didn't. He kind of said that Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier is the fight yeah, to make him. Dude, I mean, that's the only fight to kind of make for them, too. I mean. Oh, yeah, for sure. But 254 is nuts, bro. You got Habib, Gaethje, Poirier, Ferguson, RDA, uh, Makachev. Makachev, yeah. Um, I mean, if RDA loses that one, then uh, it's fucking, he's a quick, then he's a gatekeeper. Sure. And then we have, he's probably going to lose that, let's be honest. Um, then we have uh, Kananir, Rob Whitaker. And there's one, oh, and Zabi and freaking Yair, all in one card. It's so stupid, bro. Like, that card is nuts. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for October 26th, man. That's going to be a fight to remember. For sure. It's gonna be insane. The fuck <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Anything else? You got anything else that we cover? I think, well, yeah, that's about it. I think a couple weeks ago we talked about Korean Zobby and Ortega, right? Pretty yeah, sure. we talked about them, but it, it officially got announced. So, I mean, it's definitely announced. UFC announced it. Can't wait. That fight's been building for a long time. Um, Korean Zombie is one of my favorite fighters to this day. It always will be. So, can't wait for that one, man. All right, I think we covered everything for this week. Oh, yeah, bro. All right, right, cool. Thank you all again for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week for to review this fucking main event only, I guess. (laughs) Talk about about other fighting break news and shit like that. So, again, thank you guys so much. Follow us on or follow me on Instagram, everywhere, social media, the Chef Layoon, and Johnny C2C MMA everywhere else. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Coast to Coast MMA podcast. Thank you guys again. And we'll throw you guys a Frankie. All right, man. Yeah, I appreciate y'all again. Uh, like I said, we got some, a great men event coming up, but that's about it. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at uh, Franked Up Tweets or Franked Up IG on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate everybody for listening and spreading the love. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. See you next week. Peace. Later.